0: From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, unionized subway workers in Seoul launch a strike. The main opposition Democratic Party sticks to its plan to submit a motion to the parliament on the dismissal of Interior Minister Lee Sang-min over the fatal Itaewon crowd crush. And a cold spell hits the nation with cold snap warnings issued for most parts of the country. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. The two unions of Seoul Metro launched a general strike for the first time in six years on Wednesday morning, calling for the subway operator to withdraw a restructuring plan that includes layoffs. Despite concerns of a walkout's impact on the morning rush hour, subway operation remained at normal levels with the help of replacement personnel, though daytime operation dealt with some delays. Kim Soyeon reports.
1: Unionized workers of Seoul Metro formally declare the start of a general strike at a ceremony held near Seoul City Hall Wednesday morning. The two unions said that during the final round of negotiations between labor and management, their call to scrap a massive restructuring plan was met only with a proposal not to implement the plan this year. Denying a claim by Seoul Mayor Oh Se-hun that the walkout is politically motivated, the unions pledged to fight until the end to block the restructuring plan. Meeting with reporters earlier, the mayor says that the group action is actually linked to the ongoing walkout by unionized truckers over the Seoul Metro Union's assertions to the contrary. The first strike in six years comes as workers demand that the company and the city fulfill an earlier pledge to hire an additional 230 workers to properly resume extended nighttime operations and scrap the restructuring plan that calls for layoffs. The unions argue a special agreement was made with management in September of last year that there will be no chorus layoffs on the pretext of a fiscal crisis, adding that the management's current proposal is a regression from it. With the city securing replacement personnel, subway operation was maintained at normal levels during the morning rush hour period, while delays of up to five minutes were observed as of 10 a.m. Kim Soyeon, KBS World Radio News.
0: The government is ramping up pressure against unionized truckers on strike amid stalled negotiations. The Transport Ministry said on Wednesday that immediately after the government's return to work order for cement truckers was issued the previous day, individual orders were delivered to employers of 350 truckers or 14% of the roughly 2,500 impacted cement truckers participating in the strike. Interior Minister Lee min warned of taking appropriate legal steps should those in the industry refuse to comply without justification. Transport Minister Won Hiryong said more return-to-work orders can be invoked at any time for striking drivers in other sectors if deemed necessary, such as those in steel, oil refining, and container transport. Meanwhile, the second round of negotiations between unionized cargo truckers and the government ended in less than an hour without a breakthrough on Wednesday. The main opposition Democratic Party is set to table a motion as scheduled on Wednesday for the dismissal of Interior Minister Yi Sang-min as a way to hold him accountable for the fatal Itaewon crowd crush. The party's floor leader Pak Hong-un told reporters on Wednesday that Yi's missteps as the government official in charge of disaster prevention and management are undeniably clear. Pak said the DP is offering the president and the minister a final chance to remedy the problem by putting forward a dismissal motion before an impeachment motion. If Lee does not step down, or President Yoon Sung-yeol disregards the demand even after the non-binding motion is passed in parliament, the DP plans to introduce stronger impeachment motions against E next week. The ruling people power party earlier warned they could boycott at the ongoing parliamentary inspection into the E-to-1 incident should the DP push ahead with such a motion. A cold wave gripped the nation on Wednesday morning with cold snap warnings issued for most parts of the nation. The mercury in most parts of the central region plunged to minus 5 degrees on Wednesday morning, with the temperature in Seoul falling to minus 5.4 degrees. The wind chill temperature slipped to minus 10 degrees. Southern regions also saw the temperatures fall to around 0 degrees. The cold snap is forecast to continue until Friday, with the morning low in Seoul projected to fall to minus 8 degrees on Thursday.
1: now listening to the news from kbs world radio's news center in seoul korea
0: industrial output dropped the most in 30 months while consumption declined for the second consecutive month in october with stagnating investment statistics korea said on wednesday that the index of the nation's overall industrial production came to 115.4 in october down 1.5 percent from a month earlier logging the largest fall since April 2020 when it contracted 1.8 percent. The figure also marks the fourth straight month of decline in output since July. Retail sales, a key indicator of consumption levels, also dropped 0.2 percent in October, while facility investment remained unchanged from a month earlier. The United States will co-host a second Summit for Democracy next year with four other countries including South Korea. The White House and Seoul's presidential offices announced the details of the summit in their respective statements, saying that the second summit for democracy will be held on March 29th and 30th of next year and co-hosted by the U.S., South Korea, Costa Rica, the Netherlands, and Zambia. A joint statement released by the White House said that the second gathering will be held in a virtual format, followed by hybrid gatherings in each of the host countries with representatives from government, civil society, and the private sector. The March summit is a follow-up on the first such gathering hosted by President Joe Biden in December 2021, with about 110 leaders participating, culminating in an announcement on nearly 750 commitments to strengthen and safeguard democracy at home and abroad. U.S. President Joe Biden reaffirmed his commitment to reviving the U.S. manufacturing and chip industries during a visit to a South Korean company's semiconductor manufacturing plant on Tuesday. In his first visit to a facility run by a South Korean company, Biden toured the S.K. Siltron plant in Bay City, Michigan, and stressed the importance of securing supply chains through active investment within the U.S., saying that the U.S. will no longer be held hostage. Reportedly hailing S.K.'s investment in Michigan as a game-changer, Biden said that the production of computer chips at the SK plant will enable the US to become its own supply chain source for chips instead of relying on chips produced overseas such as those made in China. Two Chinese and six Russian warplanes reportedly entered South Korea's Air Defense Identification Zone or without notice on Wednesday but did not violate territorial airspace. According to the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Two Chinese H-6 bombers flew into the Cadiz from an area 126 kilometers northwest of Iol Islet at 5.48 a.m., headed eastward and left the zone at 6.13 a.m. They re-entered at 6.44 from an area northeast of Pohang, flew northward, and exited at 7.07 a.m. Then at 12.18 p.m., two H-2 bombers were accompanied by four Tu-95 bombers and two RSU-35 fighters from Russia entering the Cadiz from an area 200 kilometers northeast of Ulung Island and leaving at 12.36pm. The flurry of encroachments prompted the Air Force to sortie fighter jets to the scene in a tactical move against a potential contingency. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index rose 39.14 points or 1.61% on Wednesday, closing the day at 2,472.53. The tech-heavy KOSDAQ also rose, gaining 2 points, or 0.27%, closing the day at 729.54. On the foreign exchange, the local currency strengthened 7.81 against the dollar, ending the day at 1,318.81. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.